Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. This is Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders and myself as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement with Mike, who's got 40 plus years in the industry. Great resource for you to tap into. And Mike, how are you, my friend? What's going on? Well, I'm doing great, and I'm just uh, scratching an itch, Mark. I've uh, been growing a beard for the last week. I'm going to be uh yeah, you're gonna be like caveman or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, in a, an extra in a film out in Texas uh, next week, and my wife and I are, and so we're- Wow, uh, in Texas. I didn't get that part before. Oh, new yeah, details. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're at this- uh, series called The Chosen, and uh, it's uh, The Life of Jesus, and it's uh, it's the best I've ever seen. I've seen you know a lot of those things, and there are a lot of times they're cheesy and all that kind of stuff, but this is incredibly good. It's Hollywood st- uh, quality. Wow, nice. Yeah, and so anyway, we're, uh, we're uh, extras uh, among about two or 3,000 people <laughs> in the Sermon on the Mount. So, uh, oh, okay, uh, right. I don't know if I'll get a corner of my robe in it or not, but... Uh, <laughs> Just or, in case or some I of your scratchy beard, beard. You would recognize me, you know. So. Right, right. Yeah. So you're going to rock the, the scratchy beard. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can't um, wait to shave it off on the 11th. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't really, I, I do a goatee, but I can't really do much more than that. Uh, yeah, it just gets too itchy. And, if yeah. I, and my neck starts to get itchy and it just drives me crazy. But right, right, uh, that's where I'm at. <laughs> but I, I imagine our listeners are like, hey, did we tune into a podcast about beards or what? Yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. We changed topics. But no, we are going to talk about this week on the show, uh, this GameStop stock thing <laughs> that's going on in the, in the news media at the time we're taping this podcast. We're probably at about the tail end of it. From at least that point now, whether or not it turns into any kind of uh, you know potential legal battles, we're gonna see how that yeah. plays out. But Mike, let's let's jump in and talk about this because it's obviously been the hot sauce spread all over the internet for the past week. You know, buzzwords like short squeeze and Reddit Wall Street bets and hedge funds mm-hmm. have been populating things the last week of January. Uh, we're taping this here the first uh, first day of February, actually. Yes. Um, yes. And what's really interesting is you got o, uh, AOC uh, and Donald Trump Jr. to actually. Agree agree on something, which was, you know, maybe, you know, earth shaking, <laughs> uh, you know, when it comes to that. But so we'll seek to explain what happened and maybe see if we can cover some lessons from the events of this. So I guess for the recap, Mike, do you want to do the recap or would you like me to? Yeah, I can talk about it. Yeah, go for um, it. So kind of give sure. people the lowdown on kind of what's, what's happened a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and by the way, just speaking of AOC and Donald Jr., I don't put much stock, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> in either one of them. But are you doing a stand up routine in this show? Uh, yeah. Because, well, I'm yeah. a sit down comic, not a stand up. Oh, okay, I got you. So, nice. Anyway, <laughs> good stuff. Um, yeah the uh, the thing that's that's happened, and and I'm I'm going to try not to belabor this too much, okay. but it is a rather detailed process that occurred, and uh, so. You know, you've got this company called GameStop. Uh, they market video games uh, from brick and mortar buildings. Over five thousand of them across the country. Yep, they're out of Texas. And, yep, and yep. Um, over the years, uh, their financials have suffered because you know online streaming and gaming has become oh, yeah. the thing that's in vogue. And so, 
you know, taking the time, having to wait, uh, go to a brick and mortar store to get your game is uh, kind of gone out of style. So, and they were actually uh, on the. Uh, I just read a report. I think it was last year. Because fun, funny enough, Mike, I actually used to work there. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Uh, probably oh. about fifteen years ago. And yeah. uh, and I was a uh, I was a regional manager, uh, district excuse me, district manager for them. And <laughs> so they they had been hurting and I, I, I you know occasionally keep tabs or whatever. And last mm-hmm. year, a year and a half ago, they were really in some real trouble, like they were looking at maybe, you know, filing bankruptcy. So yeah, anyway, continuing yeah. on about this. Right, right. Their their stock, I think over the last twenty years or so, maybe peaked out in the fifties and uh then it uh has yeah. gone as low as I think I got it at like five dollars and change back when I got it. Yeah, yeah, two and a half bucks recently. And what happened was you had these big Wall Street elites, players, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. hedge fund managers and others uh, that uh, started to sell the stock without owning it. And that's called shorting the stock. And the way they do that is they borrow the shares from a brokerage, typically, mm-hmm. and uh, then they'll sell those shares. And so if they're able to sell them when they're at like, let me just use some numbers, 50 bucks a share, uh, what they want to have happen is they, they bring that money in. So they bring the $50 in for a share and uh, they want the stock to go down in price because eventually they've got to give those shares back to the lender. And okay. uh, the way they give them back is they have to go out and buy the stock back. So they want to buy it cheaper than what they sold it for. It's kind of reverse of what most people do. So that's why they call it short rather than long. Okay. And um, so they want to buy it back cheaper. So if they bought it at 50, they can buy it back at 10. They just made 40 bucks a share on that transaction uh, because then they can deliver their shares back and it only cost them 10 bucks to give them back after having made $50 in selling them in the first place. Gotcha. So, so that's the objective. They want the stock to go down. And so, you know, in shorting it, what are they doing? They're selling the stock at this certain price. And if you get enough of that activity going on, you're likely going to start to move the market if it's a big enough piece of the company that they're able to get a handle on. And in fact, they did. And it was up like a thousand percent at one point. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. right. I think well, four hundred dollars and some change was where. Well, was that's that's after the shorts. That's after the short. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not to that part oh, yet. Uh, excuse me. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> I know you want to get. <laughs> but, Everybody um, wants to get to the high numbers, Mike. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear the big numbers, right? So, <laughs> right. so they, so they're selling. Well, selling. What you're having happen is somebody's got to be on the other side of the transaction that wants to buy it, mm-hmm. and they want to buy it as cheap as they can. So they're, that dr- tends to drive the price down when you're selling something because there's a lot of availability for the buyers. And um, so, so that's going on. And so these short uh, sellers are doing that, but some of them are even going a step further, and they're not borrowing the shares. They're just selling them, and then they're covering later. And so oh, wow. what happened is you had – more shares being sold than were available in the market. Uh, It's called float. So that's going on. Now, this company called Reddit uh, comes into the picture. And Reddit is a social media site, a website where people go on there and they have conversations on bulletin boards or whatever you want to call them um, about different topics. And so there's a stock topic, uh, bulletin board or what have you. And um, there was this one particular guy, he calls himself Roaring Kitty. Uh, He's a Boston (laughs) area broker. Uh (laughs) And uh, not sure if he's still in the business, but at any rate, he's up there and he's promoting this thing. And they saw an opportunity because they saw all the short positions out there. These are things that are reported. And um, they said, hey, 
let's drive this thing up. And so what they started doing is they started buying. Well, when you have buying pressures, that tends to drive the price up. Think about going to try and buy a house. If right. you're the only person that's making an offer on the house, maybe you get it for what they're asking or a little below. Right. But if there's five offers, guess it's what? Going, it's going up. Yeah. Price starts going up. That's yeah. exactly right. Well, that's what they started doing with this GameStop stock. Yeah. Say and, that three uh, times fast, right? Say that again? I said say that three times fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> GameStop stock. So, and, uh, so they're driving it up, right? So they're driving the price up and it went nuts. I mean, it was jumping in some cases a hundred bucks at a clip and uh, got up to as high as 483 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what does that do to these folks that have shorted the stock? See, they're, they're wanting to go down it's and kind of trapping them, right? The, the hedge fund. That's hurting. Yeah. yeah. They're having some very big pains. And it's not just because they're, they're seeing that they don't have a gain, but they have a significant loss. And um, it's not like they can just wait it out. The brokerages don't like that kind of position to be in their uh, okay. portfolios. So they, they're calling the stock. They're saying, you got you to gotta buy this stuff back and cover this short position. And if you can't, you better start selling some other stuff in your portfolio. So things, you know, they started dumping things like Apple and other. A companies. little bit like the uh, the ending scene of Trading Places with uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy back <laughs> in the day. Exactly what it is. When they had to, <laughs> when, the, when the, uh, the rich old guys had to cover the orange juice that they tried to. There uh, you go. Yeah. They were trying to corner that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. Okay. So that's that's what's been going the on recap. there. And the people on Reddit and other folks that got to doing this stuff, they, you know, it was kind of a. Uh, a revenge of the small guys against the big elites of Wall Street right. that are always yeah. doing this to the small guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the idea behind it. That's where I think it's kind of taken on this massive life of its own. So let's yes. let's dive into a few pieces of that. Uh, now, obviously, there's some other things. There's another app service called Robinhood that, yep. uh, you know, so we'll get into in just a second, you know, the hedge funds basically went and cried foul to mm-hmm. maybe the SEC or, or whoever and said, hey, wait a minute, we don't want this to happen. But before we get to there, is there anything wrong with, in general, the concept of a short squeeze? Uh, you know, just for our listeners, is that something that, you know, do you think there's anything wrong with that style of, of for investors to do? Right. Well, I, you know, I think there's a couple of aspects of that. Number one, I love capitalism because of all the economic uh, systems out there, it's the the most fair, it's the least uh, negative on people and, and, and that sort of thing. And so I love capitalism. And, and that is an example of capitalism working uh, out in a form or fashion, but not all capitalism is what you'd call good capitalism or the gotcha. best. Right. Okay. Uh, because you know, capitalism is about making all the money you can but it's also about what you do with it. And if your objective is to harm people with what you're doing in terms of making money and all the money you can, that's a problem. That's, that's not what capitalism was intended to be. Well, and uh, I guess to your point, right, it, it's, it was kind of an example of the little guys feeling as though they could band together for a change and, and kind of yeah. stick it to the quote-unquote big guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and GameStop was just the beginning of this, Mike. It, it rolled. It, it's the one that's been getting the name headline because it was kind of the first, but it rolled into some other products as well. I think AMC Movie Theaters, I think. Yep. Or, yeah, it, so, it was a lot on BlackBerry. American yeah, BlackBerry, Airlines. yeah. Which, there yeah. was a number of them that uh, got caught up in this. And you know, they just saw the opportunity because of the short positions out there. So they just kind of kept rolling over into these things. And uh, I mean, I, I saw a little clip of a live stream, I guess it was, up in New York where some protesters were out this week saying, uh, you know, don't sell your positions. Don't don't sell. They, you know, they're wanting to hang on there and keep uh, giving it to the man. So Right. Well, so uh, then let me ask you about that side of it. So to that point, platforms started having their trading limited uh, yep. and some of it out of their control in a debate, you know, didn't sparked about 
the system once again coming in and stepping in against the little guy because right. you know these big hedge funds said, "Hey, wait, wait, wait!" You know this is mm-hmm. this is not what we want to have happen. So, what do you make of some of that fallout on that angle, uh, and how that plays out? We've seen various different things, uh, you know, different. Uh, big players, I suppose, out there that their names are being brought up. And so it makes you, it just makes people, again, a bit leery of just dealing with some of this stuff sometimes. It does. And, um, you know, some of the big players, they've definitely done this sort of thing to smaller players multiple times in the past. doesn't make it right, but it is, it, it is what's going on a lot. And so that's why you saw this kind of backlash against them. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it also, it damages other parts of the marketplace. And, and quite frankly, a big part of it is people that are kind of on the sidelines in some cases see this kind of action and uh, it really just scares them off from the market, which is a shame because yeah. the market is really a great creator of wealth and it's it's one of the best, if well, not the best. Well, either that or the other way. I don't know if you saw a piece, uh, a side story to that, Mike, but a gentleman took uh, most of his retirement funds mm-hmm. and threw in 300 grand, something like that. Um, yep. and he, you know, got lucky obviously cause he, he worked it out just right. But so I think he walked away with like a million dollars or something like that when it was all said and done. But we've talked about many times on the show, Mike, having a good plan. If we're, if we're bringing this back to a topical thing that we're bringing back to what we talk about regularly here on our podcast for your demographic is, you know, if you want to have some speculative fund money, you know, to maybe engage in some things like this or like the Bitcoin thing as it mm-hmm. ebbs and flows, that's one thing. But to risk it all like this one gentleman did, now he got lucky, but how often does that happen? Not very often. No, so, it, it is a yeah. huge risk to take and with money that you can't afford to lose. I, I used to be involved in some things where a guy t- said, you know, this, and, and this is back in the days when I was young and didn't know what I was doing half the time, <laughs> it seems like, you know. But uh, he said, you know, what you want to do if you're going to invest in this deal, you want to be willing to be riding down the road, roll down your window, throw out all your money that you're planning on investing. And if you ever find it again, that's great. But if not, <laughs> hey, you know what? You come easy go. Yeah. If you find it again, that's pretty good. I like that. So yeah. did you get any calls this week from clients asking about it or, or people? Because like, you know, we saw people all across the country saying, oh, well, th- if this is some like, you know, basically a hot stock tip, right? So I want to, hey, I want to swing for the fences and try to make a little something. Now, mm-hmm. I'll, like I said earlier, I'll joke about it because I had, you know, I had stock from years ago uh, that I just was part of my portfolio. And I was like, hey, right. you know what? I'm going to go ahead and dump it while it's really high just because right. I've it's just been sitting there forever and I've never really, I didn't have a ton of shares. So it's not like I made, you know, enough money to quit my day job or anything. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. have you had people calling and, and asking you questions about it or what is it or should we be involved or things of that nature? Yeah, I've had a, a few calls. I, I guess the first thing was I got a, a text from a client wanting to know if he had game stock in his portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, so I checked and I said, yep, sure enough, you do, but it's not going to be enough to make a big difference uh, because we're going to be diversified and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, and some concerns, uh, you know, with all that's going on in the market and and of course playing into like, here we have all this uh, ruckus going on at the first of the year with the changeover administrations and the market's still going up and people wonder what's going on. Do I need to get out of this? It's a lot of questions going through people's minds right now. In fact, my newsletter going out tomorrow morning has a pretty detailed uh, oh, review fantastic. of the GameStop stuff. Okay. And, uh, so I encourage people to read that. And then if you still want to talk, let's talk. But uh, the key is, again, you don't uh, bet the farm on something like this. Yeah. It's a surefire way to lose a bunch of money. I mean, yeah, it might go up. It might go from 300000 to a million, 
And you might not be able to get out at the point you want to get out because Robin Hood, which I have a really bad taste in my mouth for them, not because of this solely, but because of how expensive they are and they hide it well for small investors. Mm. But uh, so you have that going on. And uh, then you suddenly find that you can't get out and the stock plummets and maybe goes down below what you initially invested and you're stuck holding the bag. So yeah. you don't want to invest this way. Um, I had someone recently tell me that in Bitcoin, you mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, in one of the derivatives of it, they had invested, I think, $9,000 late last year and it was at $425,000 now. And I said, please take your money and go. Don't yeah. hang out waiting for more. Yeah, Just take right. Your money and go. You you have done well at the craps table, so to speak. Walk yes. away. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so wow. you only do that with money that's small pieces. That's something that you can afford to lose, and it's not going to change your life. And um, you know, but for a, a financial plan that's going to work for your lifetime you need to be well diversified and uh, spread out over a lot of asset classes, not in one stock for sure. Absolutely. Well, that's our conversation this week about what's been going on in the news when it comes to this interesting thing we've seen happen with this short squeeze. Uh, And as Mike mentioned, if you'd like to get involved with his newsletter, you can just go to his website, spcinvesting.com. Mike, I imagine you can sign up there. You can send an email and let let, uh, folks can let you know if they'd like to get on the, the email list. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Just uh, shoot me an email at Mike at spcinvesting.com. It's okay. Mike at spcinvesting.com and we'll be glad to add you to it. All right. That is S as in Sam, P as in Polka, <laughs> and, <laughs> and C as in Checkers. Uh, spcinvesting.com is how you can uh, sign up for that newsletter if you'd like and learn more about what's been going on this week. Or you can also just call if you've got questions or concerns and you need some help with your own retirement plans. 336-668-4338. A lot of our listening audience is already working with Mike, but if you're not and you haven't subscribed yet, consider doing so. You can subscribe on whatever platform you like using, Apple, Google, Spotify, to get your podcasting needs. You can just simply type in strategic planning in their search box of that application, or you can find it all at SP spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. Mike and I are going to get out of here this week, but thanks for your time as always. Mike, my friend, have yourself a great week. Don't scratch too much on that itchy beard and and I'll see you soon. We'll try not to. You have a good week too. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast. This has been Strategic Planning. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.